After their escapades in the Fallen City, our three heroes with Findex head into Tembran and are taken almost immediately to Captain Mayhem. Findex gets put into the barracks for his broken leg, removed from the group, and Mayhem puts the group up in the cat's cradle. There, they meet Indivar, who takes them to a trial happening that night in the Bloodsands, where they see the ferocity of Queen Eusebius herself for the first time. They take some time afterwards to enjoy the city, although Nerium is plagued by a song only she can hear, and Taro the next day surprises the gang with not only a birthday party in his own honour, but with elements of his past. More surprises bloom when Natalia realises not only had she seen Taro before they woke in the cave, but there seems to be some sort of connection between them. Despite Nerium having tried to blow off some steam, she is racked with a terrible nightmare about a wailing face in a deep underground lake. When she brings it up the next morning at breakfast, a tabaxi overhears her and warns her the citizens of Tembran are forbidden from talking about their nightmares. She tells Nerium to meet her at midnight in the Stinking Troll, a local and unsavoury pub, but things go wrong when Nerium casts a little magic and the gang fear they'll be arrested, or worse. They split up, but while Nat is trying to chase down Taro, who's managed to find himself a group of students hanging out in a local laundrette, Nerium is found and marched to the Fang Court and placed before Queen Eusebius. Using their telepathic link to keep somewhat in the loop, Nat devises a plan after witnessing a rebel attack and a mysterious magic user who seems to be casting something from the shadows and manages to bargain for Nerium's freedom when she meets the Queen. She strikes a deal with Eusebius and realises she has a real interest in magic, power and scholarly pursuits of a sort. Queen Eusebius seems to take quickly to Nat gives them a place to stay in the luxurious sword walk, and promises trips to the Eternal Labyrinth, wealth, power, and more, although she does want them to bring Taro to her, this mysterious third alien. Meanwhile, Taro has a costume change, and decides to play some math grinder with the students, but that night is introduced to Lua Lunaren, a high-energy rebel with plans to break into the sacred library, the Eternal Labyrinth, and prove Eusebius a fraud and a schema. We learn that while there is a strong rebel presence within the city, it's scattered and fractured, and there doesn't seem to be much leadership pulling all the sides together, leading to ineffective operations and a general consensus by the public that the rebels are just as much trouble as the Queen is herself. But Nerium isn't the only one with troubling dreams. Natalia's patrons show her the Firemouth volcano, sinking with her below the magma to show her something shifting under the molten rock and warn her that a war is coming. Natalia and Eusebius grow closer, and Nat starts to learn more about the mysteries of the Jackal and the Cloud, venturing out with Nerium that night while invisible to meet with Valera and the Stinking Troll for more information. Meanwhile, Taro and Lua make their move, running a surprisingly competent heist that nets them important documents from the Labyrinth, including a mysterious book of Costa and a magic knife. But this idyllic setup comes to an end when Nat, Nerium, and Taro meet up again. They fake Taro's death at the hands of the Queen and decide to take her on directly. It's time to do something. So they follow her up to the Firemouth when she decides she wants to take Natalia, but will allow Nerium to go with her to show her the altar to use her magic for some means that 
We never find out, as our heroes strike at her with a fury and a vengeance, tricking her into sending herself into the rock and then digging her out before she has a chance to perish. A fight breaks out and their magic seems to have strange effects though. Holes open up and mysterious cracking noises come down from below and as the dust settles, Talia and Nerium not only realise that they have taken on the Queen and won, but that their friend Taro has stepped aside and Vesper is in his place. V takes up the mask and steps into Eusebius' role, and our trio make their way out of the Firemouth and back into Tembrin, leaving the corpse of the Queen in the mountain. While Vesper seems far more competent than Taro when it comes to planning, even Viz's plans come undone when V calls for a speech, only for Taro to reappear at a crucial moment. Chaos kicks off in the Cloudfield Square as Taro, appearing to be Queen Eusebius, incites a rebellion and leaves the stage. Fireballs are cast, Natalia takes to the skies in a blaze of flames and swift judgement, and Nerium keeps low to the ground, helping the innocent masses with the aid of one of the skeletons of Tembrin. Kulai Crimson, who seems to have been watching all this unfold with some form of grim amusement, gives her some healing pills of some sort and tells her to help who she can. Taro, meanwhile, grabs Findex from the barracks, and the two of them head out into the fields of Tembrin until the fight blows over. Thanks to Natalia, the rebels take the city, dissolving the military and removing the reign of Eusebius from Tembrin, but their troubles are only just beginning as the various rebel factions begin to fight for power. Nat does what she can to help, and Nerium lays low, tending to the wounded, and Taro… well, he and Findex get a job. All three of them, though, seem to be drawn towards the Nightmare Lake, a huge underground body of water on the outskirts of Tembrin, and when they meet by chance in Quasi Queps, the three decide to check it out. They promise to come back for Findex and head down toward the dark water. But things quickly go wrong when something about Nerium starts to glow purple, and the necklace of Tankeril she took from the Fallen City begins to wake up, seemingly summoning some sort of creature in the water. Quick thinking saves them when the rickety staircase collapses, and on the shores they find the body of the wizard Sten Panch. Not only his body, but Taro finds his very ghost, asking a few pertinent questions as Nat and Nerium examine a strange spherical object that again reacts to Nerium's internal magics. Sten Panch's journal reveals it to be a key of sorts, and his death was caused by the mysterious jackals, these creatures no one can seem to remember. It also speaks of the oncoming nights, the endless nights, and Nerium discovers she's able to light a path across the waters and down into the heart of the Nightmare Lake under the watch of a large yellow eye. Time seems to be passing strangely, but by using their powers in the key, our three heroes end up in a chamber somewhere between the bottom of the Nightmare Lake and under the Firemouth, face to face with a horrifying creature they struggle to remember exists. Taro, oblivious, is dragged away by his patrons, playing a game of cards to win Findex's safety for a price, a favour owed. Nerium and Talia slay the creature and use the other half of the key in a desperate hope to bring them home, back to Arfalan. Magic envelops them, dragging them through the very matter of the universe and spitting them out onto a little grassy hill in front of a cave, Findex beside them and the familiar city of Hopewell stretching out before them.